Blog Talk Radio. Mm-hmm. 
real street shit. He was, I forget what round it was, but he was going, he was saying some like real official super street shit. And Smack was school facing enough, shaking his head like, ooh, yeah, this shit is hardcore. And, and that always resonated with me. That was the only time I ever saw Tech Nine. That was actually his first battle after the Midwest Miles battle. That was his first battle after that battle. And, um, but, but you know, I, listen, it's an appreciation show, but I felt DNA might have won that battle. And that might have been the battle because before that battle, listen, I've, I've heard Norb say this before. And I've interviewed Norbs, and I'm saying this before watching. Between 2010, or 2009 or 2010 to 2013, maybe 12, niggas didn't want no smoke with, with um, Tech 9. Like, niggas would, they would tell niggas, yo, you want to battle Tech 9? And niggas would be like, nah. Like, niggas would literally tell URL staff, nah, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? And I interviewed every, a lot of battle rappers within the last couple of days. If y'all didn't check that out, please check that out, man. All the battle rappers calling in awesome move. Um, Hollow, Lux, Young Ill, Butter from the Block, Bill Collector, Surf, Geechee, so many niggas, man. Swave, Debo, Miss Hustle, Jazz. So many people coming in to show love to Tech Nine and all that. And for them to hear the way they spoke about Summer Madness One. Now watching for us back in the day, niggas, do you remember when that, that video, when that um, actual battle came on um, YouTube? How hype that shit was to watch that shit the first time we watched Tech and Midwest Miles Margie. So, you know, what was crazy is that me and you knew about Tech for that infamous Ponzi scheme battle when he battled T-Rex and Murder Mook, wow. battled Young Hot and Enes, mm-hmm. battled My Song. Tech battle. Uh, what's on that card? Reach um Steel versus Lady Luck, right? Steel versus versus Lady versus the Lady Luck. Yeah. Yeah. So we knew about. I had known about Tech Nine from that, and I know about him from the Sub Zero DVD when he battled Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah. But I was stunned at how how he beat Midwest Miles. Like I didn't see that coming. You know what I'm saying? I was not prepared in the way he did it. Serious and, and you getting Philly Street versus Detroit Street shit. And yes. it was just that's like a one of the classic historic moments of battle rap. You Yo, know what I'm saying? And, you know, and it makes we never put ourselves in Midwest Miles shoes though. How how did Miles I could just imagine how Miles felt that night Watson. Just having the whole crowd, like Tech Nine could not miss a jump shot, my G. That nigga was like Larry Bird in a three point contest, walking off, shooting the last three, just walking off, knowing that shit was going in. Like, for Midwest Miles to withstand those three rounds of him being the MVP, my nigga, you have to understand, I'm not at the event, so I'm watching recaps at this time. And I remember, Watson, those recaps meant everything to us back in the day when niggas would do Summer Madness one recaps. Someone managed two recaps. Them shits meant a lot to me. I'm not going to front, man. I used to watch them shits religiously. Um, and to hear everybody saying when they said, well, we, um, when, they, when they go to Tech Nine and Midwest Miles, I mean, they'll talk about Rex and Conceded. Uh, what else on that car that night? Um, Calico and Math and shit like that. But when they got to Tech Nine and Midwest Miles, they hear Mickey Fax or, or other battle rappers, Lux, talking about Tech Nine that night. It was just like, the nigga was the MVP of that night, bro. 
And for <laughs> Midwest Miles there, oh, Miles, I know you somewhere out there, man. You in history, though, brother. You always be connected to Tech Nine because of that. You know what I'm saying? You always be connected to him like that. Um, are you surprised all the love he's getting? No, Watson. Yes. I'm not surprised at all the love he's getting in the battle rap community because he was a he was a very integral part. Like basically, Champions was basically the first take of battle rap. Yes. Or the undisputed. You know, everybody right. knew knew it. You know what's funny? You know what uh I used to watch what I thought was a big deal. When they did the card in London, I really like seeing the impact that Jay Black and Champion and, and Tech Nine and Champion had when they went to London. They got so much love because I was watching it and a lot of the, the popular London battle rap bloggers, it meant so much to them. To Nikotan. Shout out to Nikotan. Yeah, it just it meant so much to them to have um, you know, Tech Nine out there, uh Jay Black Champion out there. It it was such a a, a big look for them. And Champion became synonymous with battle rap. Like, you had to go and champion and state your case. Champion of the year became the most covered. It's the yeah. MVP award now. Like, Talk it means everything. It, right? So, so what Tech 9 and Jay Black think mean everything. Mean, matter of fact, Tech 9 and, and Jay Black, their opinions were so impactful that when Tech 9 was defending Mook, and champion Mook, the entire battle rap community reacted in a way. Man, we spoke about that shit. Know. Did we not? Did we not do a yeah. segment on that shit? And that My nigga, know. I remember doing a segment, right? And we were like, yo, Tech, how you over here um, picking up Mook? And you meant, you meant your battles meant more to me and watching the Mook battles. I remember saying that, son. Dead ass. But, but that went to show you how much influence and importance the battle rap community believed in tech like tech you really think that like like that that's what it, it that's what came that's what it came down to so when tech had a strong opinion about something it resonated throughout the battle rap community one of the things that i really appreciated about tech is that tech respected miss hustle the way i did like i've never heard anybody verbally articulate that miss hustle is actually better at rapping than most battle rappers. And when she was on the show, he told her that in a way that I, I was like, that, that's exactly how I see her. And he felt it. This, like, he really, I couldn't have said it better himself. So, you know, Tech really, um, he really transitioned to being able to balance being a commentator about the battle rap culture. Mind you, a perfect commentator of battle rap culture because he's a battle rapper himself. You know what I'm saying? So I I really, this is a huge, huge loss for the battle rap culture now to the hip-hop culture. It, 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 it shocked me to see how much love he was getting from MCs. Great lyrical MCs, and the most popular MCs of today. So the reason why Tech Nine was started trending on Twitter is because everybody's like, "Who's Kendrick Lamar tweeting at? Who's Meek Mill's tweeting at? Meek Mill is, the, is at the biggest stage he's ever been in his life. Kendrick Lamar's on top of hip hop. 
they knew the impact Tech Nine had. Meek Mills is from Philly. He knows Tech Nine is a street legend out there. He had to pay his respect. Kendrick Lamar, if you go back, you can on Wall Star, you're gonna find Kendrick Lamar battling niggas. So he knows that Tech Nine battles was stuff he used to watch while he was coming up. So he really impacted the hip hop culture. They just wasn't saying it. And me personally, I have a problem with that. Let's talk about that, Watson. Let's 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 dissect that right. That last part you said, you got a problem with that. Get it, set it off. I got, I have a problem with that also, but set it off. So one of my favorite rappers of all time, who's one of the greatest MCs of all time to me, is a dude by the name of Farrell March. There's no way in a million years I would ever know Farrell March watched battle rap or even knew Tech Nine was. And the reason why I say that because Tech Nine has never because Farrell March has never ever on any interview ever indicated that he fucked with battle rap. So for him to tweet out, yo, I took one of your lines, I was like, wow. Right. You know? Like, we know Banks. We know Kid Kid. We know certain niggas that, you know what I'm saying? They, they let it be known they watch battle rap. You know what I'm saying? Joe Budden, like, these, these niggas let it be known they fuck with the culture and shit. Method Man, you know what I'm saying? Probably missing a lot of other niggas, but, Drake. you know? Drake. Drake, yeah, Aubrey does, yeah, facts, facts, facts. We man. know guys like Grass fuck with it because you know they they yes, you all the Method Man, they fuck with it. But but here's the thing, I remember one time Papoose was doing an interview and he said we all follow this battle all of us. I remember Young Google, Jay Z's engineer, said, "Me and Jay Z be texting all night, talk about yo, did you see that battle rap? Did you see that rap?" And they, and they be, of course. Remember, when Jay-Z was battling Nas with Ethan, what did he say? He challenged him. He said, yo, let's go on the stage and battle at Radio City Music yeah. and battle Twig off a million yeah. dollars. So they mm-hmm. all know battle rap, so they all know tech nine. Here's the thing. You have to know tech nine. No question. You have to talk, you have to know who tech nine is because, you know, the Sub-Zero DVDs. You know me and you was fanatical. Sidebar to anybody who thinks <laughs> the hip-hop DVDs were very important. They were important because they they showed uncut hip hop culture, and they would have battle rap on it at times. We used to buy yeah. it for everything, not just for one thing. That's a yeah, that's a fight. That's a fight. Um, no shade um, to the thing though. But listen, but what do you think about him? Him putting life into Jack Boy Maine because, from what I read from the Common Boys, and when he when Jack came on the show, it felt like what Jack was talking about Tech Nine, the battle rap community really felt what Jack Boy was saying because Jack Boy was basically saying Tech Nine put life into him, put his name out there. You know what I'm saying? Like you just said, he, you're on the ESPN, a battle rap, and you're pumping into yes. a nigga, a Jack Boy, young buck. You know what I'm saying? Saying Twerk is my favorite battle rap. I'm seeing Twerk crying on IG and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? When Tech Nine went on that, all-time great rant on Jack Boy Maine when he called him a thief, a criminal, a hooligan, a hoodlum. That was that was a phenomenal go in on Jack yeah. Boy Maine, and that and, and 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 it really put the the spotlight on Jack Boy Maine and set up yeah. a potential you know thing with them too. So Nine's death really affected the battle rap community. I thought it brought unity to the battle rap community. I thought. Your shows on the Tech Nine was some of the greatest battle rap moment 
that I've ever heard in battle rap Thank you, my history brother. in terms of just uh, putting it all together. Because it just, it, it was it was a who's who on Mount Rushmore of battle rap. And they all put away their egos aside to come through and pay homage. And let me tell y'all, it is not easy to get every single battle rapper to come on a show. You know what I'm saying? It's no, a time it's true. It is not easy. And they and the fact that all of them was like, yo, I want to pay homage. It, yeah. it was just it, to me it was a, it was a great thing to see the unity in battle rap and everybody sharing their experiences on what Tech Nine meant to them. Tech Nine's loss was a was a devastating loss to battle rap. You know, when you see when you see Twerk and um John John crying, man, it it, it really, really affected them. Yeah, man. This was this was this really affected them. So nigga my nigga, all I kept talking about is daughter, man. When I did a, when I didn't even want to blog, my nigga, I didn't even want to blog on that. Some things like, you know, I don't really want to talk about. But the more I thought about it, I'm thinking about his daughter. I was like, because that's the first thing that come to my mind. You got a daughter. I got, we got kids here, and you know what I'm saying. To tell her baby girl that obviously animal, that shit really, really, you know what I'm saying. We lost, we lost a good one, man. We really lost a good one to the culture, man. That shit really at home and shit. March 25th, you know, everybody's saying it's Tech Nine. Um, day, official day in battle rap. You know what I mean? And shout out to Reed, shout out to Cassidy, shout out to a lot of all the Philly battle rappers you watch coming up, Joey Jahad, um, all those dudes, but what's Cicero, Kaboom, well, what's the other nigga name? Uh, a lot of niggas I'm missing out in Philly, man. Um, but Tech Nine really was the creme de la creme Hello, man. when it came Hello, to Philly man. battle rap. Hello, man. Philly Swain, you know what I'm he saying? Nets. Ines, shout out Ines, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? So that's what it is, man. Tech Nine, pay the PSA hip hop, brother. We love you, man. RIP and all that, man. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is, man. Tech Nine, appreciate Chicago, man. I Watson, I've been trying to duck talking about this individual. We're going to have real talk today, man. I didn't want to talk about this cat because for, for some reason I've been known as the murder mook hater and I don't hate murder mook. I hate that word when niggas say you hate somebody. It's like in this era, you can't be critical of somebody without being called a hater. And if you show somebody some love, deriding. It's like it's a, you can't win on both sides of the spectrum, Watson. But I've been ducking this, trying to avoid talking to, about this dude because I felt I don't want to use this new word, but I'll use y'all new nigga terminology. I thought this individual was clout chasing because truth be told, you know, is people really talking about Murder Mook podcast? No. Mook, I think you you have a way bigger machine than me and Watson over here. Way bigger machine. But what you doing for the hip-hop culture and for the battle rap culture? Me and Watson doing way more than you, brother. And I'm just going to pop my collar on that. I'm not talking about what you've done rapping-wise afterwards, brother. Afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Um, Watson been wanting to give you this smoke when you're doing that shit with, with, with Yes Jules and all that. I didn't really want to talk about it. I boy talking about that. Watson was coming at me. And Common Boys was like mad shock shit. I had niggas at my job asking me, yo, we ain't for you and Watson to talk about this. I'm like, yo, fam, I don't want to talk about this shit, man. Watson been wanting to get at it. I was like, yo, son, can we not talk about this dude? Then he's out here talking about he's the greatest rapper. Watson, go ahead, man. Go ahead, man. 
let's 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 start from where you just ended off. Um. Uh, he said he's the greatest battle rapper of all time. <laughs> so people on Twitter was like, voice. "Isn't everybody? Isn't everybody supposed to think that way?" Well, you know what? If K Rock said that right now, I'd be like, "Yeah, K Rock is supposed to think that way." He's been rapping nonstop since 2008, every year faithfully, never stopped, battles everybody. Um, Mook is frustrated right now. And here's why he's frustrated. Prideful to admit he played himself with that Yes Jewel shit. Like, played himself. Like, Mook, you wanted clout from people outside of battle rap, you got it. So people are, are now using you as the poster child of what they think is coolish behavior towards white women. That, that's how people look at you. They don't know you as a battle rapper. They know you as some black guy named Murder Mook. My God, if you if you do YouTube videos and you put his name in there, you see so many videos that have nothing to do with battle rap breaking and dissecting the way he acted on that show. Now, let me just forget all that. The fact that you are double down, triple down on what you're saying, I don't regret what I'm saying, and you're trying to act like you're smarter than everybody else. You don't sound coherent. You don't even sound like you can construct a sentence together trying to defend your statements about what she said. I've watched you on Cigar Talk. I've watched you on all these other shows. I've watched you on The Red Pill with Van Lathan. I've watched everything you've gone on since your podcast. Mm -hmm. And you sound worse and worse. And it comes to the point now, it's difficult to listen to you talk about anything that's not 100% battle rap related. But, but, but you know, Watson, the part I got a problem with before, you, before I let you go back, I didn't like the fact when you, when you sent me the link with the, uh, the Cigar Show guy, and he's like, I got a podcast, right? And the way he's coming off, like, yeah, I'm going to say outlandish shit and say shit just for shock value. I don't know, man. I don't really do that. I don't like the shock value shit. Maybe because you and I don't do that here. So I don't really co-sign the shock value shit, the, the, the shit that you really don't feel in your heart of hearts, or you're just saying that shit for click value because your fucking podcast ain't really popping out here like that. So you say you got to go back to the drawing board or some KRS-One blueprint shit. Sorry, ho. KRS-One blueprint shit and fucking... Come out here and, and like, let's revamp the show and let's just start spewing out wild shit so niggas could, could be like, yo, hey, Murder Mook, I'm over here. I got a podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the problem I have with him. Like, I have a big problem with that. Like, you don't really so believe I, I'm a, I'm, I'm going to say this. I don't believe him. I don't think he's saying stuff for shock value. He's speaking his mind. This is what he believes. He's still defending what he was saying. So to me, he's not shock value. You know, you got serious brothers saying, do you understand what you were saying and how you came off to people? And he's like, nah, nah, you know what I'm saying? Yo, um, um, see, this is what I'm trying to say. You don't get it. Like, I'm like, my dude, can you put a fucking sentence together that's articulate where you don't sound so goddamn coonish and fucking ignorant? And I keep giving you an opportunity to do that. And every show you go on, you sound worse and worse. And let me tell you, man, you're living in an alternative reality with Donald Trump's fake news. I don't know what these 
industry. Yeah, that Donald Trump thing he was talking about. All right, right, Mook. Like, when we talk about Donald Trump and and all that, trying to say other presidents, they were racist, but Donald Trump lets you know what it is. Okay, you know where you're going with that. Huh? (laughs) What about what he said? Um, He went on Twitter. If you work for a white man, you're a hypocrite. Quit your job. What the fuck does that have to do with the price of tea in China? What does that have to do with anything? He was saying shit like on, the, on, the, on the cigar talk joint. He was saying stuff and doing. Look at him like, huh? Yo, what's black culture? What do you mean with black culture? What do you mean? What do you mean with black culture? Then, then, then he felt like, listen, he tried to feel like he was forced to say hip hop was black culture. Like it, it, it pained him. Yo, to, that to come with that. that like, what the fuck was that, Mook? You couldn't defend hip-hop as black culture because that's where the fuck came from. When white people do it, they do it because of us, because of black people. We created this shit. You act like you, it pains you to admit it. Yo, where, where are you going with this shit? Now, I want to get back to you saying, Wait, I, I just want to get back to him saying he, Now I want to take it to his turn Mook In 2003 I bought a smack DVD oh, 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 before, before you go, we're talking DVD era now, right? We're talking what? Are we talking DVD era now? Yes Okay, I listen to this, this is what I want to talk about Go ahead, go ahead. In 2003 I bought a DVD Called Smack DVD And there was a battle rapper Who I knew about his name is Jay Mills, and I know about him because he battled Ines and Sia Castro, and he was making a name for himself right. on the mixtape scene. So I said, oh, shit, Jay Mills is battling some unknown nigga that I've never heard of in my life. <laughs> right? Why is that battle with Uncasa standing behind Jay Mills and French and Vado and the fucking crowd? We didn't know Vado at the time, though. Vado was in the building. I didn't know Vado either. He was. Because I you know what he that. said? Because Mook said Vado's name. It's funny. When you go back and watch that, Mook actually says Vado's name and shit. I'm like, well, we didn't know who Vado was at the time, but now, you know, we know who Vado is. You know what I'm saying? But I remember right. now, Vado and Jay Mills was Warner Brothers. They was a, they were running together and shit, so it all makes sense. You right. know what I mean? And, um, first battle that I've ever seen. I thought you lost that battle. I didn't think you won that battle. I thought you lost that battle. Me too. I say that to say For real. I say that to say this. That was 2003. I was 31 years old in 2003. I had been listening to hip-hop since the 70s. I've been watching battle rap forever. You got to pull your to, Before I got to, on the block, we talk about on the block battle rap. Before niggas, you know what I'm saying? Niggas in our hood that we knew that could rap was making their name. Snapping and shit and rapping on the, on the corner and shit on the block. So, you definitively made a statement that there is a genre called battle rap, and you're the greatest to ever do it. That is disrespectful to battle rap. It's disrespectful. Did he beat Party Artie? Let's keep it tall, my nigga. It's debatable. He didn't didn't clearly beat Party Artie. He didn't clearly beat Lux the first time. Agreed. And he did not clearly beat Sirius Jones. Nah, I'm going to give him that battle, son. I'm not. I'm not. Who won? 
I'm no, not. I'm gonna give Moody that battle. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. gonna keep it though. That's all he for Sirius Jones. When, when Sirius Jones, okay, fine, that's fine. So you're giving him one battle on his DVD ever? Yes, because I didn't, I never thought he'd be Lux, even though that shit was forever. I'd say I just like damn near six rounds. I just like this shit. Lux was saying more than Mook. You know what I'm saying? And there's the thing, niggas praise Mook because he was here first. We understand that. I, no, like, can we talk what, about that what, for a minute? Like, he was, we understand. We all watch him. Can we explain to the people? Hmm? First. Mook wasn't here first. You're telling me we well, wasn't watching Mook, Lux. We, wait a minute. Before him, we wasn't watching the Blaze battle with Shells and Fact. Moon. You do Moon. Fact. You battle rap. You know, y'all see some dude on Smack DVD on, on, on URL. And his name is just Moon. And you see Gray in his bed. And you're looking at him like, who this old head nigga? That old head nigga won the Blaze Battle in 2000, 20 fucking years ago. You see Miles and X Factor. He beat the fucking Lockmith. Like, come on. So, so, uh, no, but, but my point is, Battle Rap started before the DVD era. We used to watch it. It used to be big at the New Music Seminar when Craig G used to battle Supernat. Jizzy used to battle niggas. New Music Seminar. You had Supernatural versus Juice. This was a mega battle. Like mm-hmm. battle rappers was known in the rap Olympics. Battle rap was heavy there. That's where Eminem was making his name for it. So let's be clear: battle rap did not start in the DVD. All right. I'm, I'm not trying to be Mook's lawyer. But I think niggas give him give him that that status and that on a pedestal because he had a battle with J Mills, he had a battle with um Party Artie, he had a battle with Lux. You see what I'm saying? So those three battles, it wasn't like J Mills had we seen J Mills on on Smack DVDs before that. It wasn't like we had Rex, we had mad battles with Rex on there. You get what I'm saying? Well, Lux had what Miles and fucking and Mook, right? Yeah. So Mook would be up up one more than Lux probably. If you want to say that, right? Or having brought battles on that DVD. Let's talk about that era. Let's talk about that era. In that era. Let's go. Sirius Jones made a big name for himself in that era through Fight Club. Against Jin. Through through battling Jin and and his Smack DVD battle. Jin made a name for himself on Freestyle Fridays. He got signed to Rough Riders on the strength of it. Sirius Jones got signed to Smack DVD when he battled first. Words connect, words yeah. connect, words connect. That nigga verse was great. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, sidebar, verse is one of the most slept on pen games. If y'all ever knew anything about verse, verse is dead stupid nice. One of the no, greatest he's definitely nice. Ever that, that particular battle, battle, he was wilder. I'm just talking about that particular battle, that's all. I no, 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 I'm just, saying, I'm just saying he's one of the greatest freestyle rappers you will ever know. If that's, he, that's a fact. That ill. Um, so you had... Shout out, Post, shout out Poster Boy. So, Mook, there were other battle rappers in the DVD ever who had a huge impact on battle rap. And their impact was so huge, they actually got major record label deals. That's how great their impact was. You acting like you was the only one in these battle rap streets. I think think Mook was the most outspoken one out of everybody. I would give him this. Because I don't think everybody's going to shit on Mook all the time, even though we got bars. But Mook was the most outspoken one when it came to Lux, Rex. You know what I'm saying? That core Jones. Like, we've seen him begging 
Yeah, I'm gonna say it again. When he was, it was wrecking him in the background and shit. That money acting, they were running around talking about begging Cassidy for a battle. Cassidy dubbed you, did not want a battle. He sneaked this, he dissed you on that um, on when he was in Philly and all that about that diss and shit. He didn't even, he didn't even respect you like that, Mookie. Like at, at the time, I ain't gonna front. Let me ask you this: Did you want Mookie Cassidy to battle at that time? Yes, I did. When Mook yes, wanted I did. to battle yes, Cassidy, me too. Yeah. Me too. I'm yes, I did. I did too. Yes, I did. I did too. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And I thought it, and I thought I it was corny that they both were doing battle rap disses to each other around their friends, going back and forth on DVDs. I thought well, Mook wanted to smoke though. Was Mook talking about when he was wearing that long ass five X um blue tee and shit, talking about um that he got twenty G's or some shit or whatever? Yes. And that's when I find out Rex was about five foot two. Like damn, Rex man small. So let's let's fast forward to the last twelve years of battle rap. Battle rap is now we're not in the DVD ever anymore. We're in the YouTube era of battle mm. rap, where that's battle rap real. is no longer a free era where people like me will stand in line to pay a hundred and fifty fucking dollars to yes, watch the battle rap event, like <laughs> I did when I watched you Five Iron Solomon, and the battle that everybody that. walked out on, and the battle that everybody walked out on, and you five over him. Did you walk out? I tell the people, did you walk out? No, no, I didn't walk out. No, I didn't walk out. I didn't walk out. Um, <laughs> so you followed, you followed Iron Solomon, and um, and you battled Verb in the last twelve years, and you battled Lux. Though you can't forget about the Lux battle. You, 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 you I can't. And, uh, real quick, the Young Hot battle. Let's go back to the Young Hot battle right quick. Yeah, Mook, you be Young Hot though, but it's Young Hot. I'm just, I'm just being real. Like it's Young Hot because he was not supposed to battle Young Hot that night. Let, let, now, let me ask he was you. not supposed to battle Young Hot. He was supposed to battle Joey Jack, right. right? Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you a question. Um, since Mook battled Iron Solomon and Five Old Iron Solomon, you followed both of their battle rap careers since then. Mm. Who, do, whose resume do you respect more since that? Since they battled each other. Iron Solomon, twice on Sunday. So, are you saying Iron Solomon's done more for battle rap in the last ten years than Mook has? For me, yes. A, a lot of niggas, a lot of niggas. Uh, my nigga Tay Rock, Calico, DNA, Hollow, Arsenal, Khan, Charlie Clips, Hitman, like my nigga Young Ill, Surf, like fam. Their battles meant more to me in my battle rap soul. The murder mook verses, man. What are we talking about here? Nigga, you went around talking about you, you you got the crown because you was the first nigga out here. Yes, we respect you for that. And I've always I never had you over Rex. The thing with you, Mook, is you was out here watching niggas. You you listen, Mook, I'll give you this. You move strategically, fam. You move very strategically because at that time when Watson was going to these events, niggas all all them niggas wanted to smoke with you. And you played it smart. You kept talking about money, this, money, this. I always say you are the blame also. You are the poster child for money being talked in battle rap. You was the first nigga, and you admitted that to me before on my show, Mook. So I'm not even dissing you. Y'all, comment boys, slow down, because Mook has said this to me on numerous occasions. You know what I'm saying? So I said I had to say this, Watson. Dog, your material don't be, it didn't move me like that. Tay Rock has meant more to me in my battle rap soul than Murder Mook, fam. X Factor's third round against Rich Dollars meant more to me than any Murder Mook round. 
Danny Myers has meant more to me in battle rap in this era than Mook has. Some niggas would say you're reaching, but I'm not mad at that though. I don't, I'm not mad. Some at niggas that. would say I'm reaching. So given so 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 to people saying I'm reaching, what what Mook's battle against Verb? That was your favorite battle you ever seen. That's your favorite. That's that's your favorite battle. Majority of the battle rap community gave that battle to Verb. You are not one of us. The majority of battle rap community said you lost to Verb when you came back. Verb is literally the only battle rapper you have battled in the post-DVD era. You battled one. You battled one guy who the community said you lost to, and you were saying you're the greatest person who's ever done battle rap ever. That's insulting to me. You insult my breath. You insult every breath I take when you make a statement like that. And I just saw you in 03. Nigga, I was 31 years old. Nigga, you ain't never shake a room like Tech Nine, nigga. You ain't never shake a room like Tech Nine, nigga. What fuck is you talking about, boy? You know what it is? He take on so long, so when we don't see him battle no more, he's like Jada Kiss. He drop an album every fucking four years out in the streets. So when he battle, it means something to the culture because we're so in tune to see. Let's be real now. When he does come back, it, it, he does stop press. Like we let's just be real. Can we can we agree with that? Murder Mook got announced because because Murder Mook because Murder Mook has hip hop media and hip hop industry people who are ignorant and don't know a goddamn motherfucking thing about battle rap. They're like, oh man, <laughs> like you know, Shaheen Reed, Murder Mook coming back. Oh, Murder Mook, great battle. Shaheen, oh, you dumbass. No, say shit like that. You know, because Buster tells you you the greatest. Let me tell you I remember that shit too. after Summer Madness too, right? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Do you know Jay Mills used to walk around talking about Lil Wayne said I, I could beat everybody. Lil Wayne is the best. Lil Wayne lied to you, Jay Mills. So, so Jay Mills walked around thinking for years because Lil Wayne told him that he's the best battle rapper, even though he battled against nobody, that he was the best. So Jay Mills comes back and he gets smoked by Kayshawn. Smoke. That industry cosign don't mean a goddamn thing in battle rap. It don't mean nothing. You gotta prove yourself against niggas who battle rap. And you have not been strategic. To me, you ain't sideboard. You just been ducking niggas. You sideboard again, Watson. Sideboard again, Watson. In your music career, wait for it, Mook. Archie Bunk Award. Dog, I don't think you made better music than Surf, Verb, Shug, Miss Hustle, Miss Hustle, Miss Hustle, Sam. Locksmith. We're not even gonna talk about your music career. Locksmith. Who? Locksmith. Rocks. Locksmith. Lux. I don't think I don't I don't see niggas ever playing murder me joints in the battle rap community who niggas support their music. I ain't never heard niggas say Mook is dope, make dope music. I've heard your music. It's aight. It's aight. Ain't nobody going crazy. That Rough Riders day you had, yeah, cool. We salute you on that. But, dog, you're not the greatest rapper of all time, bro. Battle rapper of all time. You not, fam. The hip-hop community will tell you that. But, though, like Watson just said, the battle rap community, a large percentage, brother, a large percentage. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of your peers are going to salute you because you were the first one here. So we give you respect on that. Like, we're not going to sit here and say, like, can we admit Mook's a legend? We'll admit that, right? 
Mook is a DVD ever legend. When DVDs were new, wow. and it was a new awful. They put a smack DVD. You know what I'm saying? But guess what? So was French Montana for the Cocaine City. So was Fendi for the Come Up DVD. Like, come on, man. I give everybody a legendary pop for being in the building at the beginning of the DVD explosion. I salute everybody who did that. Murder Mook was one of the premier guys who were on the battle rap scene. But no, he's not. When you just say he's the first, I didn't use first. My nigga, when you don't know what the battle rap. Because like, I'm fish. Fuck out of here. And by the way, Gefelta Fish is on the same level as Ernie Nash and Danani. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm, listen, I got to be fair to Mook. See, honestly, this is why I say we don't be trying to play Mook. We just speak some real shit. It made sense it's the delivery. when he said it because he battled, uh, you know what I'm saying? It, it made sense, but it was the delivery. It was the delivery. Oh, the delivery was trash. Oh, Mook's delivery and flow is terrible. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, my God. I'll give him his schemes. And, and all that, but his flow and delivery is not is not nothing going crazy. Like he won't win at the party. So let me let me let me let me just rewind back to this. And I just gonna say this, Mook. Your behavior with Yes Jules was disgraceful. It was one of the most disgraceful things I've ever seen a black man do in front of a white woman. And and Mook, let's be clear, she's a white woman. You do realize you can be Hispanic and be white. Right? You can be a white Spanish person just like you can be a black Spanish person. She is a white Spanish person. It's just white with a white father. So the way he was acting around her, everybody says this. It was cringeworthy to watch. It made you cringe at how you were acting. And yet, in your mind, you decided to go on everybody else's show and podcast and declare. You did nothing wrong. To the point where yeah, he, he be trying to do that fucking slick ass, that old slick ass Harlem talk. Watch it. He be trying to screw that little Harlem slick ass talk. He try to over talk you, you Vin, so you won't get your Vin, shit Vin off. Van Lathan wasn't having it from the Red Pill. That dude on the, on on the, on the rap radar cigar show, he wasn't having it. They talking to him, trying to be like, yo. And then the more you try to explain yourself. The more uninformed and unintelligent you sound, and this is not you just talking. Here's a challenge. Come to this show. No, no, no. Come to this show. Come talk to me and Watson. Not me only. I want you here with me and Watson together. And and proclaim and immediately and immediately proclaim like you did on your podcast that you're the greatest battle rapper ever in the genre. And guess what? We're not going to give you a fist bump like the mother two dudes gave you. Like, yeah, you're right. Because then we're going to have Battle Rap community. Battle Rap community, Common Boys, I need y'all to do me a favor as you listen to this, man. Word to Tech Nine. I need y'all to tag murder move. When you're listening to this, stop what you're doing for three seconds and come back to the show. You tag murder move and tag Watson's name at Watson3172 and at Three Letter Man 3. And tell him, come talk to your boys, man. Talk to your boys, man. Have a conversation with the congregation in my big cannon voice, man. That's what I want to do, man. Mook, listen, man. You duck a lot of niggas, fam. Let me ask you this: Does he? Does he need to? Should he battle a young nigga? Just because of his name, should he be giving young niggas shots? 
And Mook's not a nigga that battles twice a year either, so let's be clear on that. You know what I mean? He's not, he's not think, he's a nigga that battles think, two, three times a year. I think he needs to battle Math, Surf, Tayrock. You need to battle the dude you've been ducking for the last decade. But because, according to you, see, this is the difference that I have with him. Somebody like Danny Myers loves battle rap for battle rap's sake. Mook just wants to get paid. It, 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 the only thing that matters to him is money. And if money is the only thing that revolves around people's lives, then, then, then that's, that's your prerogative, man. But that means the love for the culture ain't there. Mm. It can't be. Me and three do a show where we talk about hip-hop. Every time we talk about it, while we watch people on different other platforms get paid, make a living off of this shit, we talk about this shit with passion and don't make no money. Right. Off Black love right. of something. You don't got that. Yo. I know you don't got that. My nigga, I just so, had a problem with him, and I'm going to emphasize this again. Him basically admitting that he's going to say shit just for clicks and for people to come to his, is not based on talent, not based on knowledge of something or whether it's music or battle rap or anything to that effect or just worldviews itself or just common sense. And Biz, you up there looking like a sucker, my nigga. Wasn't you running around here with tax stone, my nigga? Looking like a sucker out here, letting that nigga talk that dumb shit. Ain't none of y'all niggas intervene. Listen, this is why I love watching because no matter what, if I say something that he ain't gonna feel, he gonna let me know. Oh, trade three and vice versa. It's still respect. You could disagree with your man and not get crazy. If you felt some type of way, why you can't say it? Y'all niggas up there, get the fuck out of here. Ain't nothing your business. Say y'all niggas something, man. None of us in the battle community. Hey, was murder Mook as the king of nothing, man. This culture moves on without Mook. I'm going to keep it tall. Sidebar. When Joe Bunn came tall. on the show, when Joe Bunn came on the show to defend that he was the greatest rapper of all time, I had a huge Shut problem down. with it. Because he was like, he was like I'm, better, I'm better than Big L. And I was not having that. So you think I'm going to not, I'm not going to tell Joe Bunn, you clearly not like that. And I said, yes, I said, Joe Bunn, I'm better than him. I'm better than him. As soon as I went to Black Door, he stopped. He was like, you know what? Uh, you got a point. You motherfucking right. So when Mook was like, I'm the greatest motherfucker of time, he cut the fuck down. He come on this Mook, show. Mook, I'm going to be real with you. Mook, I just want to see battles and see niggas, niggas slap you up, man. I'm going to keep it real. I'm just keeping it real, man. That's not hating on a nigga. I just, when he come back to me, he's like, oh, you're not even for the culture like that heavy to me, my nigga. So when you come back to me, it's just a money bag. I never really think you have mad passion for the culture like that no more. You love running around and saying, overcharging niggas for what they did to the cold crush. Okay, ha ha. Hove line. Ha ha ha. We, run with, we, run, we get all that. But to me, my nigga, your, your battles are not monumental at all. You didn't, I don't have you over Lux at all. I would never, ever, ever have you over Lux. That is crazy. I don't know about you watching. I will never. I'm damn never, sure let's, let's ain't got Mook over Lux. Let's be, let's be clear. He can all never Arsenal. be over Lux. He can never he can never be over Lux. He can never be over Arsenal. He can never be over DNA. Facts. He can't and all you DNA. niggas hate on DNA, and that's a fact. I agree with that. Yes, I don't give a fuck niggas feel about DNA. Give a fuck if DNA don't give you that shit, fam. We talking battle rap. That's when, fact. When he's meant for the culture and the battle that's he's giving us. Come on, man. This, yo, my nigga. <laughs> Mook is not in the mm. conversation, man. As soon as somebody, when I talk my mom Rushman, and if a nigga brings up Mook's name, you've insulted me. You've slapped this shit out of me. He's not about my Rushmore, man. I don't, I don't. But here, let me ask you a question. You say that, but then we say he's a legend. 
Well, then again, you saying he's a DVD legend. So why you think the DVD legend? Does he does that? That doesn't give you Mount Rushmore because you one of the forefathers. You gotta give him forefathers. How can I credit. know? No, you gotta give him no, forefathers no, credit though. I, I, nah, I, I gotta I, give forefathers really credit though. I gotta come give him that one. Forefathers credit. When we yeah. talk our favorite, my nigga. When we talk about our favorite rappers of all time, we never say Grandmaster Cash and Melly Mel. And Grandmaster Cash and Melly Mel in their era were all time greats. Just imagine they they were rapping in an era where they rapped better than everybody in the world. First of all, people didn't even know how to rap. And then the people that were rapping, nobody did it better than them. And not only were they great, they were doing hip-hop before, for years before it even got onto wax. And they actually survived up until, like, the mid-'80s. Kumo D made it to the whole 80s. And we never give them pioneer props when we talk about our top five of all time. But yet we don't give Luke the greatest battle rapper of all time? Never. Right. Ever. That's crazy, my dude. Man, that's what it is. Man, Mook, man, I don't know. You kind of look delusional, my guy. Neither here nor there, man. Let's talk some hip-hop, my guy. Let's talk some motherfucking hip-hop, man. You put me on this morning, Watson, that Benny the Butcher. The Butcher coming, nigga. Had a show last night, I guess, and he went on stage and proclaimed to the hip-hop world that he had a conversation with Sean Corey Carter, Jovito, Estat, Man, Jay-Z, Iceberg Slim, and told him, you should not grace your physical on the infamous Double XL magazine. You say what, sir? That was, he gave uh, Benny the Butcher not only bad advice, but he gave him advice that is detrimental to his career. Benny is having a resurgence. He's a guy who's been rapping for over a decade. And now, with the release of Tanner Talk 3, the undisputed classic album that he released late last year, he's getting a look and love that he didn't know was coming his way. Now, for weeks, Benny the Butcher and Westside Gun, let's be clear, have been on a campaign to get Benny on the cover of Double XL magazine, on the freshman cover, right? And let's be clear what the freshman cover means. The freshman cover doesn't mean when you actually came out. It's saying you are the next rapper to potentially blow up. It's your time. You made noise last year, and now this is your moment to really break out. That's what the freshman cover really means. It is outrageous that Hope can tell oh an aspiring <laughs> artist who is now just being learned by people on Everyday Struggle, by guys like Hovain and all these guys like, oh, I just learned about these guys. I never we know academics. That is why you on the freshman cover. When the hip-hop media is just now learning who you are, you're a freshman. That's all that means. They don't know who you well, are. Watson, and hold on. Watson, Watson, you don't even you made it clear on this show numerous times and on tweet that hip-hop media is dead. It's a fucking joke. So why, why are we talking about hip-hop media when you already think they're a joke? 
Because I'm trying to explain what the double XL cover means. When you see Wayno and um an academics talking about Benny, <laughs> that's like, wow, holy shit, who's this guy? That's part of hip hop media. For Jesus to tell him, don't go on XL, is let me tell you why it's so bad. Jay Z is a billionaire who has lived with every right decision he's made in hip hop and every mistake he's made in hip hop. But he's it was his life and his journey. Nobody else is going oh, to Oh, you're making it sound like Hov is trying to shit on Benny, trying to tell Benny, trying to trying to hate on Benny, man. Come on. So let me I tell, tell you, I'm pretty so sure let me came tell from a good place. Benny Why Hov is telling him that? Benny Hov told him, let me explain to you something about hip hop. Nobody's ascension to superstardom will be the same as another person. So 50 got shot, told his life story, and it blew up and connected with the whole world. A lot of battle rappers after him got shot. ARM got shot. He raps about it. How come the world didn't just gravitate to his real story? He lived. <sighs> Everybody's journey to where they get to hip hop different. He's wild. How dare you, hove, tell Benny to turn down <laughs> opportunity? How dare you? You are a billionaire who is disconnected from every aspect of hip hop. No, that's not true. Right that's not you true. Watch it. Disconnected. Disconnected. Hove is disconnected. Hove is as connected to hip hop as Oprah Winfrey. Sir, that's, that's a bad analogy. That's a terrible, sir, that's that a terrible analogy, my He is connected to hip-hop, Warren Buffett. Sam, that's how connected to hip-hop he is. You're not reaching so heavy right now. It's kind of real funny. Hope is, is a billionaire who's getting awards from Glad. He is in a different space. How you can't tell no rapper how to make it? Wait a minute! You didn't. You think that's a whole? You think that was Hov's intention to tell Benny how to make it? You really? You know what? Hov was doing interviews, cop and pleased about. I wasn't telling everybody to use the money phone. I was just saying I didn't use it. I I wasn't. He understands his work when he says something. It holds weight. This is people who make it in hip hop and they don't do the whole blueprint. Are you telling me, Three Letterman, that everybody who makes it in hip hop is because of Hov? And they just following Jay Z, and that's why they absolutely not. Absolutely not. You can't tell Benny to miss this when Benny and Westside Gun been on a campaign to get on this cover, and now you telling them don't do it. So when this cover come out, you don't see no Benny. Only young people sure. who be like showing showing they struggle and 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 um and Kyle and uh rap genius say the double XL freshman cover came out. And they talk about all these MCs on it. Benny's not being talked about. That's a whole bunch of people that they're connecting with who have no idea who Benny is. Imagine me, if Benny uh, is on the cover. Imagine if Benny mm -hmm. is on the cover, and then they all have to stop and talk about him and talk about why he's on the cover. That's what Hove is telling him. Don't be standing next to them weird niggas. Why not? You go to them weird niggas, you get in that cipher, and you okay. buy it. All right. You buy that cipher. All right. You said a lot, and I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to talk about some things that you just said. Shame on you, Hov. First, first of all, I don't think. First of all, I don't think it's shame on Hov. I disagree with that, my brother. Before you comment, boys, 
say Jake um, running the Jay-Z flag. No, Hov is my favorite rapper, but Hov has done things. I had albums I don't fuck with. Hov talking about, yeah, the nigga said Hov had the best verse um, on championships album with, with, with Mickey Fax. I mean, excuse me, with Meek Mill. I never co-signed that. Never co-signed back in the Carter. Neither end of them. Watch. This is the same Double XL magazine, right? Let me ask you a question. If I go to your crib right now, I'm pretty sure I'll see a bunch of comic books from the 80s and 90s and now. To Double XL magazines, to Source magazines, to Word Up magazines, Write On magazines, posters that you had on the wall, things that you would never throw away because they they meant so much to you that you have them in a secure place. True or false? With that being said, sir, we're in a different era where niggas do not give a fuck about copying magazines no more. This era is not about copying magazines. When you and I was grabbing magazines to read about um, Rama the Month, to see who's going to be the next star, um, when they was talking about Big was on the, what was the, um, the shit on the source? Coming up, shit like the artist that was coming up. What was, the, what was that? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. Boom. Unsigned hype. Bam. Unsigned hype. Okay, thank you, my brother. Reading about um, West Coast, East Coast beef, the infamous Tupac shit. Um, all these magazines and articles that meant so much to you and I. Niggas don't give a fuck. At least niggas don't give a fuck about reading about shit like that no more. And, and fast forward, when they did their freshman cover a couple years ago, and niggas were saying. Conway and Benny and these niggas should be on there. They didn't put them on there. And I thought Westside Gun, from what I saw a couple a while ago, him saying, fuck Double XL, we don't need magazines. They were basically saying, I'm paraphrasing, that they don't need magazines to get their core fan base. Their core fan base is not from magazines. I don't think so magazines here, so, helps helps out so here's what the I new think, talent. Here's what I think Social media, here's what if I anything, think. helps out the new talent. So here's what I think you, 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 you're not getting the, the, the picture. Magazines are now digital. So, you know, you can have digital magazines on a digital platform. But are niggas so really going to the digi, though? No, 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 listen. No, it's not a digi thing. It's, I follow XLMag.com on Twitter. I follow them on Instagram. You don't oh. have to go physically buy it anymore. So guess what's going to happen? On our Twitter timeline, they're going to tweet out the picture of the freshman oh, cover. Right. Yeah. So, no, no, the freshman cover. Benny's not going to be on the cover. Then people Benny's are gonna not, be like, is Benny a freshman, though? Everybody's going to tweet them. Yo, why Benny ain't on this cover? Why Benny ain't on this cover? Benny's not a freshman, though. And, Benny, you should not want to be treated like a freshman. You're not going to push in the lockers, my nigga. No, time on, time on, time on. You're a junior senior. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Okay, in 2007, double XL freshman cover, they had Saigon, Papoose, Joel Ortiz, you remember that? You remember that? None of them dudes were freshmen. None of them were freshmen. You remember that? Like, I've tried to tell you, it ain't like you literally just came out and now we're putting you on the cover. Like, you're unsigned hype and we're putting you on the cover. Everybody has already made noise who makes the freshman cover. Remember when Vada was making the camp, when, um, when they were making a campaign to put Vada on the cover of XXL? Remember that? When Jay Mills was like, yo, you better put my man Votto on the cover. Yes. How do you put Votto on the cover? And Votto bid out. Votto was telling Jay Mills about in 2004. And he's arguing to be on a double XL in like 2012, freshman cover. You know what I'm saying? So the freshman cover is a look, man. Why turn down a look? What's negative to turn down? Me and you working at double XL, right? Three? I don't think it's negative. 
I don't think it's negative. I just don't feel that. But listen, I listen. I agree with you when you said on the Twitter timeline. When you said that, I agree with that. But I don't think. I don't. I just don't feel that double double XL magazine or hip hop anything doing publishing talking hip hop on a magazine aspect of it pushes the culture like it did at one time. I think this is where you're getting it wrong. All magazines. No, I'm not. You're talking about exposure. No, you're sick. I understand that, but you're talking about. More exposure for Benny, right? Yes. I understand where you're going, bro. This is what happened. This is what happened. Me and you, me and you are the editor in chief. We, we're running Double XL. We're the OGs in Double XL. We got all these young writers who got all the young people, and we're saying we need y'all to get together the best young rappers, right? And they get all these young people together. Me and you are going to be like, oh, by the way, Benny's going to get on this too because of the impact he made last year, right? When he gets on it. They all, they do in-depth interviews with everybody who's on the cover, and they let them do freestyles. That means Benny will get his opportunity to shine, show all these young people who will never be exposed to his music, who might not listen to that kind of hip-hop, and they'd be like, wow, this shit dope. For Hove to say don't do it, Hove can't tell people to stop opportunities in hip-hop, and that's what he did. So the Benny did catch feelings about Hove telling him that. Benny can't. You know why? Because Benny on your show told you when you interviewed him, salute you for giving the best Benny interview, period. Oh, God. Thank you, brother. Holds my favorite rapper. When so you say it's rapper, a big homie. Are you saying because it's a favorite rapper, he can't have a mind of his own regardless, Phil? I'm saying, I, I'm, I'm going to say this. When someone who is your biggest influence in an art form that you do tells you something and gives you advice, you're going to listen to it. You don't know how to be like, that's bad advice because of who he is. But the reality is, Benny, this is the look you need. This is the look for you. You need people besides a 46-year-old nigga like me and, and Raekwon and all my niggas and the lot, all of us 40-year-old niggas who love y'all. You need the niggas who are in their 20s, the 21, the 22. We need, you need to connect with them too. Not when we go to your show and support you niggas like me in there. That's all I'm saying, man. Shame. Oh, God. Shame. The hate you have for Hope. I don't think Hope meant any malice intent behind that, man. If anything, I'm more excited that Hope and Benny are talking. Fast forward. This is where I want to go now. Eminem, man, what's really good, bro? Now, let me ask you questions. Jay-Z, obviously... Is listening to the music. Is it safe to say he listened to 97 Hove and maybe some other talks of Tanner Talk? Maybe niggas at Rock Nation offices slid Tanner Talk to Hove and you know what I, listen, you, you know what I You know what I don't like? Three, who was sliding you hip-hop music when you wanted to listen to hip-hop? Nobody. Well, niggas like Why? you, my homies. Homies, no, homies. No, 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 no. Why? Why? Hmm? Why? Because I did my love for music. Okay. Let me give you a prime example. Let me give you a prime example. If I, if I got, all right, me and your boys, right? And I got a clue tape, right? And I saw it before, you know, I got it. I'm on the block and I see it. I will call you, man, yo, Watson. I got a clue tape, nigga, that I'll let you know. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? I'll slide it to listen to. Absolutely. But on the whole. Don't my killer tape, though. In Hove's case, you got these young people working in Rock Nation who, who still got their ear to the street of hip hop. And, yo, they get to Tata. Tata gives it to Hove. 
because Hov was so busy doing stuff like getting awards from Glad, you know, doing galas in Beverly Hills, you know, since he left New York and moved to Hollywood like Barbara Streisand did. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think that that the fact that hip-hop has to be given to him, it tells me his ears not to the streets. Or is nope. it, or is it Hove, or or is it that Hove is looking at the landscape of hip hop and being like, a lot of these niggas I don't be feeling, so why am I searching when I'm not really rapping like that anymore? You know what I'm saying? And you know what I'm saying? Like you have to Hove is not you on social media. Let, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Three, three. I will never tell an up and coming artist to turn down the freshman cover of Double XL. It's a big deal every year. Every year it happens. It's a big social media conversation point. Who's let it not freshman one? Huh? So, see, can we stop this, man? Nobody's really a no, freshman. Didn't I, didn't I just give an example of in 2007 when you had uh, Joel Atiz? Joel Atiz had signed a deal in 2000. We're Rockets Records. He's been on. Well, let me ask you this. Did Benny say he's not going to do it? Huh? Did Benny say he's not going to go on the cover? That's what I want to know. Yes. He said, I turned down doing the cover of Double XL freshman thing because Hove called me and told me, <laughs> yo, bruh, do you want to be standing next to some weird-looking motherfuckers? What, what, what? Yeah, I do. Because I'm doing hip-hop in 2019. <laughs> so what? I'm, 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 I'm not supposed to be here? Come on, my man. I would never tell people to turn down hip hop opportunities. I just won't do it. So you let know? me ask you this: never... Do you think? Do you think Hov, in his heart of hearts, is thinking to himself, "What is Eminem doing with these boys?" No, I think Hov watched on title, rap radar. I mean, title his title show, and was like, "Wow, these dudes really somebody." I think Elite Wilson. Tells him, yo, these these dudes are really doing it, man. You got you got to check them out. And I think Hove, based on that relationship, will be like, all right, I'll check them out. But Hove, let them move the way they want to move. Don't stop them. Like to me, when rappers make it, they make it their own way. Now, just make moves based on what a brilliant established Hove would do. You cannot look through hip hop the way Hove looks through it. Hope needs nothing from hip hop. He's one thousand percent certified stamped. He needs nothing from it. There's nothing he needs to do. These are opportunities that Benny. You can't turn down these kind of opportunities. But well, watching, I'm not talking about that. But watching, I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about Eminem. You are turning down XL covers because I got them. I'm talking about Eminem, though. I'm talking about Hov liking their music and thinking to himself about their music. No, we really not. spoke no, about that no, part no. of it. Hov is not thinking like that at all. He's not. Say, say you're thinking that. Hov is not thinking that. Hov is not thinking that. It like to see Eminem. It would like to see Eminem be on a joint, Ellie. I mean, where we are right now in 2019, and I feel like we've been talking about Griselda for two years now, and not a lot of Eminem joints, not a lot of features. I'm why won't Eminem he himself. Him on Def Jam? Why won't he release them? Why won't there be a joint venture with Def Jam? Maybe That's a very good question. That's so a very good question. Why, why hasn't it not come out yet? And, and another thing, in the era where albums can come out at the drop of a dime anytime you want, Def Jam, what are you doing? Or Peter Rosenberg, what are you doing? Talk or about Eminem, it. Talk about doing? it. Why aren't you putting these guys out? 
You can budget. You can put an ill budget. You can get any producer they want. You can get Primo, Derringer, Alchemist, Knife Wonder. You can get the best producers in the game and make the album. It's not difficult, but you got to want to do it. And it seems yeah. like Eminem, your concern is more with, clearly you love Jordan Lucas. <laughs> Maybe that's the right time. There's no disrespect to Jordan Lucas, but do you see more what you, what you want right now in hip-hop? You want Shout that out Jordan Lucas, man. You got songs. You got more. Jordan Lucas says, "Yo, I got two Eminem joints in the stash for my album." Well, look at that. I haven't heard nobody from Griselda say, "Yeah, I got Eminem." No, I haven't heard Westside Gun say that. I haven't heard Conway say that. I haven't heard Butcher say that at all. At okay, all. so that so that's where we're at right now. You know, right. and they're just putting out music. And thank God we're in the era where you can put out music without your label. You know, that's a fact. Putting you in, keeping you in handcuffs. You know, That's a fact. So, um, here's where I want to go. Uh, recently, yesterday on Twitter, it's a guy on there who rocks with the show heavy, big Tupac Stan. I call him Pac Bayless on Twitter, who had more radio hits in their prime and who had more impact in New York City. Him not being from New York, he wants to ask niggas that that's from NYC. The opinion between 50 cents. And Biggie Smalls, my guy. What was your initial thoughts when you read that tweet? So let me say it since me and you were in the building. Yes, we were in the building. When 50 touched down, it was after a full year of dominating the mixtape game, and he was running the streets. The era when um, era when Biggie came out, it was it was different. Biggie didn't have the streets flooded like 50. 50 had a mixtape out every other month. Like, we had so much 50 music by the time Give It To That Time came out. We, remember crazy. how much music we had about 50? Yes. Before Ridiculous. Give It To That Time came out? My nigga, I always like, say this. I never seen an artist do a show doing mixtape joints where niggas know line for line before your album comes out. I'm talking about mixtape joints. Yo, that niggas knew line for line. That was the wildest shit I've ever seen in my life. He went to the, he went to the, Power Summit in Puerto Rico. This was in 2002. And he was rapping his mixtape songs. That crowd was so hype and energetic rapping his shit. And it was like, it was, it was something we'd never seen before. So it was a different time. But let me get back to Pac Bayless, and I want to explain to him how big Biggie was. When Biggie did drop a song, it was a nonstop radio play. There was no Power 105 when he came out. It was Bayless. Mm-hmm. It was Kiss. It was Bayless Kiss and, Hot, and, and and was there even Hot? yeah? There was Hot 97. There was three. It was, was Bayless Kiss and, 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 and Bayless mm-hmm. Kiss FM and w, Bayless Hot Kiss FM and Hot 97. Biggie and and at that time, hip hop was not the dominant number one most played music all day. No, no R&B was still big, big. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, listen, I I don't know how to explain to you, but Biggie was Biggie, Biggie was it. I remember when Ready Doc came out. That was it. When Ready Doc came out, that was it in New York City. That's all we played. That's that. that I'm not making that up. August when that Ready Doc came out, that was it, man. Did, 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 everybody was playing. I agree, Watson, man, but. I pondered on this, man. I thought about this. 
And I rem- all I can say is this. I remember selling 50 cent CDs, man. I made a nice couple change off having 50 cent um, off, off, off the, um, my man gave me, slipped me the 50 cent shit a couple of days before it came out. And I just, I, I don't remember everybody, ever, anybody ever saying Biggie Mania, but I remember niggas saying 50 Mania. That's not taking nothing away from Big. 50 Impact. Well, Impact. I agree with to the culture. I, I I'm going to get Big Mania, but 50 was so bad. I, I, I agree with you. was fucking bananas. This is what separated. Uh, and not for nothing, I felt that. 50 got more regional love. He got more love out of out of just New York City, way more than Biggie. No question about it. And and, and I'll tell you why. By far. One of my great source episodes is an episode, there's an article, there's a, Biggie did a cover. He's on a cover with the Twin Towers. And the article starts off, Biggie's making shit. his trip through the West Coast because he's trying to push his album to double platinum. So he's on a West Coast trip to try to get double platinum low. Whereas worldwide at the same exact well no 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 no. Actually no. Let me ask you a question. What the, year did what the, year the light light after death came drop? The, the, the what year did what year did light after death drop? Ninety seven. Wait, wait, what month March what? Uh, just it dropped drop in March. No, I don't know okay, the, okay. I don't remember the date. I was trying to make call this one again. So, um, but he said in New York, how New York felt. I'm going to tell you, everybody I know that listened to hip-hop had Biggie and listened to Biggie, and women loved Biggie, loved Biggie, loved Biggie. They loved Biggie, too. Biggie was the tunnel. Biggie was, and Biggie got the radio crossover commercial. I'm talking strictly from a New York standpoint, not a, with 50 the bigger artists. One more chance got mad, bro. But you said New York. You said strictly from New York? Okay, yeah. Biggie, everybody had Biggie. And Biggie got the most of the radio play for what hip-hop was being played. Just from the club and get mad burn, though. But then again, you know what? It might be 50, though. Because so, I mean, you want to say something like that? I saw one big, more big chance. Had, I saw, big had, how about this? One more chance. Big Papa. I think one more chance juicy. is better in the club. I think one more chance is a better hip-hop song. Than I agree with club. that. I agree with that. And, and, and I think one more chance ran the summer of 1995 in New York City. But they had a lot of songs getting played at one time, though. You had a total joint. No, I, you had the 112 joint. Big Papa, listen. One More Chance, Juicy. Big, and 50 only and really then, had a couple, minute, right? And then, and then later on that same year, he dropped Players Anthem. And that yes, was a big, another big hit. This, so so Biggie in New York City, because he, he said specifically New York City, I gotta go big. The reason why it, it, it's, it's gonna seem like Fifty had a bigger impact because everybody like white people, like white people, yeah. everybody. There was nobody who didn't have Fifty when that dropped. I'm telling you that nobody didn't have it. It was literally the only album in the world. It didn't feel like that when Biggie dropped. It felt like it was a rapper, black people, hip hop yeah. love. With Fifty was universal in every single body who listened to hip hop. No, no, listen to music had it. And let's be real, yeah. he got the Eminem fan base. He had, that Eminem alley meant something. I know y'all don't want to acknowledge of course, that Eminem alley was insane. Because Eminem was a 10 Andre. million seller. That's right. Eminem was a 10 million seller coming off of the 8-mile soundtrack, selling a million copies in a week. Like, that was a boost in the cosign that we ain't seen in a long time. 
Long time. That's a fact. So it might seem like fifth, but you might have to say dig, though, man. Even though everybody is rocking them G-Unit mixtapes, though, in New York City. Jesus Christ. Everybody I know is rocking 50. 2002, 2003, 2004. Let me give you the real story. Let me give you the real story. Because you know me, you love hip-hop, so we used to always talk in 01, 02. Yeah. Remember when niggas was trying to act like 50 wasn't that nigga? Do you remember that ever? Yeah. When they yeah. were trying to act like he yeah. wasn't that nigga, and yeah, we would argue, no, he is. Yeah. So the love was so fake. Everybody knew Fifty was that, but the dick line didn't start yet. The dick line didn't start yet. That's the thing. Fifty was always yeah. here, and you, because if you got all the mixtapes, he was the one we used to hear on the mixtape. Power the dollar was out. Everybody knew yeah. that like it was a classic. Man, you treated it like it was a classic. I think niggas fronted on Power the Dollar though at first though. I think niggas front. They they love how to rob. But you know what I'm saying? When, and then, said, when you had Wu Tang niggas, yeah, when you had when you got yeah. Hove and then Wu Tang niggas taking shots at fifty, a lot I of fat niggas that. I'll give you a perfect example. You mm-hmm. said it right on, on Supreme Clientele. Yo, this yeah, when taking shot at fifty, yeah, he was this fifty. I love that shit. Hove, I was riding with Ghosts. on Hove's album in 1999. He says, "I'm about a dollar. What the fuck is fifty cents?" And that was and I wrote Hove that. That was on the response how to rob. So 50 was not loved the way you think he was. He at all. Biggie? Not, not by the hip-hop culture and not by the fans. Right. Biggie from um, Party and Bullshit? Immediately, that niggas love that song. Yo, who this nigga? I got to make a confession. I was never a big uh-huh. fan of Party and Bullshit. Okay, I loved it. I loved it, and I knew Biggie was coming. When I heard Party Bullshit the first time, I knew this is a dead nice nigga, dead super duper stupid nice. I couldn't believe it. Like I literally could not believe what I was hearing when I heard Party isn't Bullshit. Isn't there songs that shit. niggas loved, and you looked at it like not I'm not not even harping on Party Bullshit, just songs that niggas loved a lot, and you was on some yeah. Stuff like, eh. Let me give you one. Let me give yeah, you one. I'm gonna give that, you the perfect fam. one. I'm going to give you the perfect song that to this day, it's not even that I didn't like the song. I thought the song was horrible. Are you ready for this? <laughs> okay. I hated Let me just let me move that. I hated I hated the beat. I hated the chorus. <laughs> I hated the rhymes. Are you ready for this? Yeah, and this man. song was very popular. And the song would come on and, and I got physically ill. Rock the mic, Beanie Siegel and Freeway. I hated that song. Yeah. <laughs> I hated that song. Yo, I didn't know why that song was so popular. I could oh, not God. for the life of me. <laughs> Do you consider that one of your top Beanie Siegel songs? No, 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 no. Do you, Do you put that song better than Who Won What? With, 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 with Beanie no. Siegel and... Uh, no, nah, I can't do that. But it was more popular? Nah, wasn't that a pop? I ain't like that song. Yeah, it was. Wasn't that song yeah, a popular? Like that. Yeah, that's one of them yeah. songs, man. That's one of them songs that's popular, and I could not stand it. I did not like that, man. I ain't like that, Jerry. Rock the Mic was alright, but uh, Eminem and Redman joint. I didn't like that song too much. Which one? I better go waste it. The Eminem and Redman song they had. I heard it on the cool tape first years ago. It's like two thousand one. But that song wasn't really. That song wasn't really a, a popular hit song. That was just a. Song. Song I didn't like. 
I didn't like that. Oh. I didn't like that collab. No, I want you to name a song that was popular. That song was I did not like. What's the song that's popular that did not like? A lot of Drake songs, but um. Drake's <laughs> whole discography. Some Tupac songs. Sorry, Tupac fans. Was Dear Mama? What do you think about the song Dear Mama? Come on, I can't. They cannot disrespect Dear Mama, man. We ain't doing that. Okay, what did you think about Brendan had a baby? What did you think about but the see, song that's the Brendan got a baby? I, 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 no, first, Brendan got a baby. If my homie calls, I love that pop. I bought Strictly for my niggas. I bought that album. So, no, I'm asking because I'm trying to figure out what was. I bought Strictly for my I'm niggas and Tupacalypse. I'm trying to figure out what No, okay. What about Toss It Up? It was all right. It was all right. It was all right. It was all right, man. I didn't like Tears on Wu-Tang on 36 Chambers. Mad niggas like that, so I did not like Tears. I hated that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I did just, not like Tears. Yo, nigga, oh, how you sorry, about niggas flamed us for not talking about North Star, my nigga. Or Ray Kwan. I, I did I'm, not know. I had yo. no idea that people listened to North Star. I never knew. Yeah. Are you thinking that you want North Star? North Star? I Yo, no disrespect. You, that's like, you remember on Wu-Tang Forever, Black Shampoo? Who? Was that the name? Oh, Black called? Shampoo. Oh, my God. I hated Black Shampoo, my nigga. <laughs> no, my nigga, I didn't, like, I didn't like dog shit either, my nigga. I'm going to keep it tall. Uh, I didn't either. It wasn't like that, but to me, Black Shampoo. And they had a song called Maria or some shit like that. Uh, I like Maria. I like Maria. <laughs> yo, when we yo, do, yo, when we do, we'll take my nigga. Please don't talk bad about Maria. That was my. <laughs> I love you, my nigga. You know what song I love on Wu-Tang Forever though? Hell's Wind Staff, man. God, Street Life, Merch that shit. Raekwon too, though, but Street Life. Woo. Good lord. Let man. me tell you. Let me let me let me, let me man. tell you, man. Let me tell you. So I've been listening to my Wu, my Wu mixes too. Little ghetto boy, that is a fire song. Little ghetto boy. What song? You breaking up? Ghetto boys, little little ghetto boys. Or for oh, little ghetto boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that yeah. wasn't crazy. Little ghetto boys fire. And then Ray Ray yeah. went first, and then Madonna. Yeah, and I, and that then was fire. Well, well, I, listen, that's a classic album that has songs that I don't like, and it's a five mic album, but it has made it's a double CD. My nigga, I don't like. Okay, that's what we're doing. All right, let me ask you this. Life after death for Wu-Tang Forever. Ty. I'm going Wu-Tang Forever. By a smidge. And I was lost on an island and I had to grab double CDs and it was Wu-Tang Forever and Black Death for Death and I couldn't grab one and grab the other CD. So let me tell you why. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me Death came out in March and Wu-Tang Forever came out in June. I can tell you. I listen to Life After Death every fucking single day before Wu-Tang Forever came out. Because Big passed away. Every single day. But see, it wasn't because of Big passed away. I was like in Big before Big while Big was alive. I was waiting for Big. I was one of those dudes who was going up to Harlem Music Cut, paying $15 and saying, go down there and dump that place for me so I can get last day. 
because <laughs> they started leaking off songs. And when I had yeah. only last album, nigga, I thought I had the greatest song I ever heard in my life. So my nigga, yeah. I was insane for that shit. Hold on. I did not like Trap Call Quest. I left my wallet on so gone, though. I never liked that song. Never. That's never. Good, you know what? That's a good. Never. That is a good. Um, I never liked that song. Oh, my God. That's, I never liked that's that a song. good song to say because I did like that song. Jesus Christ. Yo, nah, I man. like that song. Yo, I was in high school and we used to, we used to be singing that shit. Left my wallet. No. No. I, I liked it. What about Can I Kick It? Did you I did it? not. Who? Can I Kick It? I did like Can I Kick It, yes. We need Apple Bomb, the remix. I, did like, I didn't like Piece of Chocolate. Original. Why do you did not like the original Benny the Apple Bomb, which he's not I like the original, but I love the remix more, though, man. And like, I love Scenario Remix more than the original Scenario. I like New York State of Mind Part 2 more than New York State of Mind Original. Why not? What? Yeah, what? I like New York State of Mind Part 2. Yeah, I do. I do like New York State of Mind you, Part 2. You know you saw me up <laughs> with that, right? You know, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I don't really? even know how to. Yeah, man. Like that's a reach. Yeah. It's not a reach, but New oh, York what? State of Mind, I'm telling you right now, that was the go-to song on Illmatic. I remember when I first got Illmatic, and I went to uh, New York State of Mind, I was like, oh, shit. Catch your body, catch your Houston. I did not like the song with Nas and Oladura. No, 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 not Nas. Nas and Quan. Sorry, Quan. Ah, uh, moment of that. silence. No, I didn't moment like moment of silence. Like all right, I all like right. it, but not like that, man. I hated the song with Jay Z and Nas. I hate the song with Jay Z and Nas on Magna Carta. I don't know. I, I don't understand how Ho picked that beat. I don't understand Ho should have fired the nigga that's singing that beat. Nas should have never talked to Jay Z forever, asking him to rap on that beat. Let me give you one of the worst collaborations of all time at the height of everybody's career, and they should be ashamed of themselves. Ooh. Jay-Z, DMX, and Buster Rhymes. Do you remember that? Oh, they had together an, 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 an Anarchy album. It was a Buster album, right? Yo. Yeah, yeah it was a, a Buster album. <laughs> you got DMX no one talks about prime. that shit. You got Hove and his prime, and you got... It was like, yo. That was, that was a bad It's like when did that song as a favor to Buster, like, I was a bad collab Like, how do you make a collab that bad and they're in their prime? You're talking about Hover 99, DMX 99, yeah. Busta 99, and they get together, and that's the song. That, you know that is a song no one ever talks about, ever, ever. Yeah. No one acknowledges that the song even exists. That's Let me ask you this. Crazy, my Let's talk about niggas who have ill verses, and they shit it on, the, on, the, on their peers, on the verse. Crump Snatcher. My nigga, dang, he stole you fucking son of a bitch. Yo, Crumb Snatcher on Moment of Truth. Yo, Crumb Snatcher's verse. Make him pay. Yo, I'm oh, sorry, make him pay. I'm sorry, Guru. Guru, you my, you my, God. Guru, it pains me to say this, man. Twice you might have got washed on Moment of Truth because, truth be told, man, G-Dub, also, man, at the mall, had a better verse than you also, fam. I ain't going to hold you, man. I'm not going to hold you dead, though, bro. I'm not gonna hold you, man. That's a fact. Obviously, Kendrick on Big Sean shit. Nori got washed on Bamford TV, but that was normal. Who watched? Who watched him? Who watched him on Bamford TV? Nature, Cam, the lots of fun. Everybody. 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 
Are you saying? Nor- 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 so if we're ranking the verses on Bad from TV, Nori has at the last. It damn sure ain't nature. It damn sure ain't cam. It damn sure ain't pun. And it damn sure ain't J.D. Styles, my nigga. Hey, you know what? I think this is one of those rare songs where everybody got busy. Nori did they not. They did. That song did you know how we do, it, though, my TV. nigga. If we do rank it, man, come on. No, we do rank it, but let me tell you, that's one of the most difficult songs to rank. Because Nori's voice production, his presence on the mic was so, you felt it in your soul. Styles P you know, on Reservoir Dogs. I'm the first to set it off. The, no, no, no. Okay, that was okay. Who had the best person on Blackout? DMX the locks, DMX locks and holes. You know when JBK said, "And I walk around with the whole advance on your wrist, boning your women, drunk off Coronas and lemon." Remember uh, wait, wait. that song? Are we gonna admit? Are we gonna admit that Banks took that from um, Jada? Nope. Since nobody admits it, never acts like it never happened. I'm gonna act like it never happened. Because <laughs> God, they never heard that shit before. When Banks literally said, "There's a woman on my wrist." Yo, nigga, the Banks wrote no, son. No, we got to stop that. We're going to stop that. We're going to put an end to that today, man. Banks, PLK, Boy Wonder, Blue Hospital. Come on, my nigga. You did, though, B. Let's keep it real. Just like I you always know say, what, you know what I'm Little Fame. Oh, like I always say, J.D. Kiss took a hat from Little Fame. That's a fact. I'm sorry. It's the truth. It's the truth. Why is he dead? Okay. You can answer my yeah, question. Who had the best verse? Who had the best verse on Blackout? Ah, uh, it's between X and Hov to me, but I'm gonna go Hov. Tell him jump through the roof. Just tell him jump to the top where the sun refused to be. Y'all just ain't used to me. <laughs> Niggas float like none no other. Man. I'm the meanest dun better the gun butcher. Dun- <laughs> <laughs> Yo, do you think Styles was trying to say something when Styles said, I'm the I'm the second best to do it, the first was big, on a song with Jay-Z and DMX? Yeah, that was... Do you respect yeah, the fact that, was... that Styles said that and nobody had a problem with what he said? That's not getting on a track with Hovind at N.A. Prime and saying, I'm the second best to do it, the first was big. First was big. Just that That's and crazy, you know, man. You don't respect that? I respect that. Of course, you have to respect that. Now, 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 let me bring it. Let me bring it to to the modern era. Who had the best verse on Swagger Like Us? Ti, Kanye. I wasn't. I wasn't really crazy about that collab, man. Like everybody else was, man. I wasn't either. I just threw it out there to keep it bring real. people back into into the keep it into real, the, man. Uh, into, <laughs> And and to you, Kendrick had the best self control. Do collabos even mean anything in this cult, in this era now? In this era? Yes, yes, they do. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Listen, sidebar. LL Cool J got Eric and Parrish on Rampage. No question about it. No question about <laughs> the it. Extra tall. Just not even extra tall. But he did that. LL, LL, LL did, yo. Who had the best verse on Flavor in Your Air Remix? Big. I'm sorry, it babe. Wasn't it wasn't Rampage? It wasn't Rampage? Yo, my nigga, can, can somebody explain to me what LL Cool J was talking about on um <laughs> on the favorite area remix? Yeah, shit! Uh, like, what was that? Like, we wrote that? I'm sorry, LL. You wrote that, son. 
Nah, nah, man, we got a little slide with that. I'm surprised. Uh, nah, sir, we got a little slide with that, B. Okay, okay. Best verse on 4321. I'm going to go LL, man. I'm going to go LL, believe it or not, man. Your naive Over incompetence X. gets crushed by my dominance. Yeah, man, your naive incompetence gets crushed by my dominance. Yeah, I'm going LL Cool J, man. Todd Smith, yeah. Okay. I'm going Todd. I'm going Todd, Best B. verse. Best verse on I Shot Your Remix. Gusei Murray. All right, I'm, all right, I'm, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm taking Fat Joe off first. All right? Fat Joe coming off first. All right? <laughs> so that leaves you with Murray, P, Fox, LL, right? Right. Yo, my nigga, this might shock you, though. But for some reason, I love Foxy's verse and a lot of the other niggas, man. Yo, I feel the same I way, keep man. Fox didn't get Nori and Capone out of here on Bang Bang. I've got him up out of I've got him up out the paint with the quickness. With the quickness. With the Yo, quickness. my nigga. That keep it tall. Awesome. Foxy could have went dolo on there, my nigga. True facts. She got went dolo on it. Yo, you know Bang Bang is a slept on song, man. Like, yo, fam. That beat is serious. Yo, my nigga, in the the tunnel, that shit is a problem. In the tunnel, that shit was a problem. Major Look Remix. What's the first? Huh? Major Look Remix. Wow. Wow. Major Look Remix. Um, Yo, Ludaverse was fire. I might have to go with Esco, man. You know, really? this shit is fire, though. I might have to go with Esco on that one, man. I like Luda's verse, though, but I might go with Esco. I might go Esco, Kiss, and Luda. All right, all right. Well, 24 Hours to Live. Wow. Black Rob DMX, Mason the Locks. Let me take Mess off because you're not going to give Mace. You're definitely not going to say Mace had the best. Yeah, Mace is off because, you know, Mace is the freeze out of here. He's got to get Mace the fuck up out of here. Okay, I know B dot don't like hearing that because yeah, yeah, make the fuck about it, man. What you know, fam? I might have to go with SP, man. Woo! I might have to go SP on there, son. That ass. Remember, remember how um X came off though? Yeah. I got one for you. I got one for you for my '80s niggas. Best verse on self-destruction. I know the most popular verse is to me MC Light. I think MC Light got the most popular verse. Can we agree with that? Leaving the guns and the lives alone. And the knives. <laughs> MC Light on the microphone. Bum rushing attack. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what. That's what. That's what. And, and the MC Light. MC Light best verse thing. Because that's the verse that yeah. really jumped out to me. Yeah, that's the yeah. first time immediately. Even though, out. even though yeah. niggas sleep on Public Enemy, though, hold on, niggas sleep on Public Enemy verse, though. I love Chuck's verse on there, though. Chuck was just Chuck was dropping super knowledge, but MC Light's verse, I I remember it, man. Out. We were all, like yeah. everybody knew a verse. That verse meant yeah. everything, man. Yeah, you took it too back. That's the. You know what's crazy about that? That's a song from over thirty years ago, man. So these yeah. niggas do not know what we. I do say lost. Yo. Okay. Scenario. <laughs> Q-Tip or Buster. It's only, only down to Q-Tip and Buster. Five. You can say five. Q-Tip, Q-tip. Sorry, Dick O.D. 
Milo, Charlie Brown. We're going to eliminate y'all three niggas. Step to the side. No, Milo. Step to the side. Here's a consolation prize for y'all niggas. Here's a consolation prize with this. Milo name in there. I hate when you know Milo. Milo is not on that. But you love just throwing it. Oh, I keep saying that. My bad. Why do I say that? My bad. <laughs> so is Don, oh, is Don a Q-tip and Buster? It's a leading bus mission, and we got the goods here. Here. I know Buster. I know Buster versus more monumental. I think a lot of niggas, because wow, wow, like a Dungeon Dragon, of course. I'm going Q-tip, man. I'm going Q-tip, man. I'm going Q-tip. Um... But for me, it's Buster, because that video goes with the song, and Buster started it slow, right? And then he just built it up, built it up, and just, just bad. At that time, I was more of a Q-Tip fan than Buster fan. I'm going to keep it tall. I mean, we're not going to talk about Tribe versus L-O-N-S. That's not even a conversation I have, but whatever. It's what really not. Solo career, Buster or Q-Tip? Buster. Thank you. I saw closed. Um, scenario. I'm, I'm, I'm Symphony. Who had the better verse? Oh, Craig G or Master Ace? Wow. Craig G or Master Ace? Craig G or Master Ace? So what? So we just eliminate everybody else? I'm just saying. I'm, I'm talking about Symphony. Nobody, nobody ever talks about their verses. So I'm bringing it up. People act like Yo, Craig, Craig G, Master G Ace verse, man. Yo, Craig G verse wasn't bad though, son. Craig G verse was not bad though, B. I know. Uh, but niggas wasn't Master Ace though, man. A lot of niggas would probably say Master Ace though. Had the worst verse. Yeah. Damn. So it's amazing because instead of having like, who did you have as MVP on Symphony? Let me hear this. Oh God. Remember that, co-MVP, right? Co-MVP, like co-Wookie of the Year with Glenn Ross and Grand Hill. That's a co-MVP. You mean Jason Kidd? That's a co-MVP, Jason man. Kidd and Grand Hill. Gotta be co-MVP. Like Grand Hill and Jason Kidd. You remember that, right? So who are you talking about, Watson? Who are you talking about, co-MVP? I'm so, Kane and G-Rap? Kane and G-Rap? I'm going G-Rap, man. 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 I'm going I'm walking the path out, baby. Come on, man. You, you, you know what's crazy? Yeah, I can, you, know, you know what, though? It was, I can agree with you on that, though. I can agree with the title, but for shits and giggles, I'm going to go G-Rap, though, man. Okay, okay. But, but I can understand you saying King, yo. King was fucking crazy, yo. King shit was crazy, it, it, though. And it goes without saying. The best person on Headbangers, right? That's not even a debate. Who read you know Funk Doc. Yeah. But I would say this. Niggas sleep on Paris Smith verse, though. I love Paris verse. I got Red Man, no doubt. I would probably go Paris number two, believe it or not. Woo! Solo Solo three and E W E W four. You okay, so Nah, Paris yo, dip off. Paris shit that shit off. Didn't Paris shit it off? Uh yeah, Paris yeah. that shit up lovely, my nigga. Paris Smith said that shit up lovely, man. Paris Smith is uh is on four classic albums, man. So <laughs> he just doesn't get talked about. Right. It, you know what I'm saying? But he, you know, great. Yo, I ain't gonna lie though. I like Hurricane G's verse more than Red Man's on We Run New York. On We Run New York. 
in the oh, oh yeah, I do. I ain't gonna hold you. No, 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 no. I always I like Hurricane Jean. Redman's Red, Red verse on We Run New York is oh, yeah, a classic all-time Redman verse. It's one of Redman's best verses. Of course. Hurricane Jean, how you like us now? Yeah, oh, I love Hurricane Jean. I love Hurricane Jean. Shoot that man. shit. By the way, you know I bought Hurricane Jean's album up. off of that verse. Right? I'm not mad at that. We had the best verse on Simon Says Remix. All right, we're taking Shabam Shadiq off. We're not wrong. Are we taking Shabam Shadiq off first? Was Lady Luck on there? Lady Luck was definitely on there. Yo, Yo Red Man's man. verse was Lady crazy. Man. Yo, my nigga, hold up. Red Man's verse on Simon Says Remix? Fam. Buster wasn't bad either, but I'll take Buster and Shabam Shadiq off. I'm going to leave Lady Luck, Mars, oh, Red, and Left. Oh, he came with the Shabam <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm taking your bastard deke off. And I'm taking your bust off. I'm taking Yo, them two off. Yo, you went to on that one. You went yeah, I'm taking that nigga off, Sage. I'm taking that nigga off, baby. No. I might go red man, no sidebar. sidebar. That was... What are we giving the Eternal Affairs album, Fabo Monster's album? How many mics are we giving that? A strong. And when I say strong, four and a half mic album... Strong. Yeah, that is strong. A super strong. Listen, I know niggas who have that as a five. I know niggas that got it as a five mic album, and I don't even argue with niggas who say that. I don't, a nigga tell me that yo, Eternal Affairs is a five mic album. Yo, my nigga, I, when I saw MOP on it, I was like, Farrell March MOP, that's crazy. With they from cannabis, common. Yo, my man. Yo, my man. That song with MOP is it a one of the mm-hmm. greatest MOP collaboration songs ever? Facts. Okay, I'll nobody talk about it. Watch this. Watch this. Let, let, let me ask you now. What song was better? MOP Formal March or MOP Hove? Which one was Four Alarm Blaze. Four Alarm Blaze meant more to me. I'm not going to lie to you, did. That's not what I asked you. <laughs> you telling me that trash. Six bars versus host. It was a six okay. bar verse. He put six bars. I was just happy Hope came to the barbecue, man. I was happy Hope came to the barbecue, my nigga. You, my nigga, you understand it, man? A lot to me to see Hove do a song on MOP and do a video. In the video, you got four long, you got four long blades better than Show No Mercy. Nah, I can't. I can't can the song, nah. No, no. If you talk about you songs, can, I'm gonna I'm go March. I'm gonna go Show Mercy. I'm gonna go March MOP. But what meant show more no to me? That beat and the way they was rolling. Yeah, that was fire. That was fire. For the love, that was fire. That was fire. Your Charlie Fair is a fire album, my nigga. Better song, right? Yeah, that was a fire album, though. I ain't gonna hold you, man. Far March. A Tommy B. No, yo, that song. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm with you with the strong four and a half, but what's stopping us from giving it five mics? That's what I want to know. Cause this nigga was rocking. There's not a whack song in this. Yo, my nigga, not for nothing. Either March got five or mics, five mic songs, or four and a half, or you might have a song or two that have four mics, but it's four mics and better. Every song, and you can really say four and a half and better. It was so, be and, and let me tell you, and he rapped with some. And let me, that, that song, one of my favorite songs that I'm with the next year with him and Busta Rhymes going back and forth. Aye, yo, son. That song is that fire. Me, to me, that song highlights why I think Buster Rhymes is one of the all-time great lyricists. Yes, you remember, yes. the same Buster Rhymes 
who bodied Kano come on down with Q-Tip. Wow, he did. Right? He did. He did. And, then, and he that's did. 91, and now we're in 1999, and he is going ball for ball with Farrell Marshall on the next shit. Yeah. And let's not even take into effect that in 06 and 07, he was going ball for ball with Papoose. Think about yeah. Buster yeah. Run. He was ball for ball with the all-time greats from the 80s, from the early 90s, and then Papoose, who's the all-time great lyricist in the mixtape era. So what do yeah. we do with Buster, man? Why, why won't you give Buster ball for ball, a hot 16? Why do you rate Jadakiss over Buster? Why? Why? Uh, why do I have Jade over Buster? I'm talking about I not as, I not as, we, 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 no, we based I, on see? top 16. It was about 16 that got Jada over Buster. Okay. Because my face makes I'm all kind of wild shit. shit when Jada I'm giving you the I'm giving you Buster on the next shit. And I'm giving you, man, Buster got knocked the fuck up here. Don't get carried away. Well, you saying that Buster has better better features than Jada? Lyrically no, I'm not or songs that, that meant to the culture. Why do we give Jada the feature king when I'm giving you Buster songs? Is Jada, oh, we, is Jada the feature king though? Ah, uh, uh, who would you put over him? Yo, I'm gonna tell you this, Lil Fame. I've never I heard of Styles over Kiss in my life. Huh? You got who? You got Styles? Nas. Nas. Oh, are you saying Jadakiss in your opinion, Jadakiss has no feature better than Nas's verse on verbal intercourse? Are you saying there's never there's no Jadakiss feature better than that? I don't think so. Jada's verse on last or Jada's Jada's verse on My nigga, Nas Verbal year. Intercourse. I don't know, son. We did Ray Quarters. Okay, okay, I don't know, man. Jada's verse on last day. Love, what do you think about that verse? Love that, but I I gotta go back to when I heard that. And I go back to when I heard Jada's verse on what you're talking about and Nas' verse on verbal intercourse. My hands doing the rewind thing constantly. I gotta go verbal intercourse. Oh. Yeah, man. Come Nas, on, son. Jada really? Show discipline. Nas and Jada kiss on show discipline. Who you got? Uh, wow, son. I don't want to do another Jason Kidd. Grand Hill Corn repeat thing, man. But damn, bro, <laughs> shit, man. It's one of them things, Sam. I ain't gonna hold you, son. It's one of them things right there with that. Oh. My bad. I said Glenn Robinson and, uh, and Jason Kidd. I meant Grand Hill and Jason Kidd. <laughs> I don't know why yeah. I was saying Glenn Robinson. I would say I would say special got special got Benny on thirty on Social Strategic. Um. Okay. Did you get him on mob ties? Debatable. I'll revisit. Did you get, get him on two weapons? Might have. He might have, sorry. Huh? He might have. He might have. I mean, he might have. He might have. No, Smash might have got Benny. I, listen, I think Smash got Benny in a couple of drinks, a couple of verses. I ain't going to front. That's a hundo. Couple or majority? Couple or majority? <laughs> I want to revisit before I go out there. Before I, before I, before I go there, I wish we could play the play this album. So, um, stabbing shot one right now as the show is going on. I ain't gonna hold you on. We all we, we could agree cannabis got everybody out the paint on um the Lost Boy shit. It, it it it's one of those verses that just 
Yo, he got comment out the paint. All comment yeah, yeah, comment out the paint. Rap- <laughs> um, <laughs> did he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Can I did? He did. He got he comment did. out the paint, man. I bought, yo, I bought one that all makes sense, and I saw cannabis on it. That's the first song I went to. Cause Hold I put it on TV. That was on the Roots album, the Roots album, act, um, Act Two, Love of My Life, with Black Thought uh-huh. and Common. We had a better yeah. verse. Whew. Good luck with that one. I'm not, I, I, I don't even want to go there. Because Tariq you know, versus so Fire I think people, and Common versus I'm Fire. A, I'm going to tell people this that people do not want to accept, man. I rank Common as one of the greatest lyricists of all time, man. I don't think you can say put a MC who's lyrically better than him. I think he can, because he has the music. He Some has niggas the say Lupe is lyrically song. better than Common. Who? Some niggas got Lupe lyrically better than Common. That's, 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 this is what I say to people who think that. No. I know you guys love Mural a lot. I love Mural. My nigga, yo, my nigga, can I say Mural is one of my, yo, my nigga, I'm not going to hold you. That shit came out 2015. But when that nigga was writing that song, my nigga, I don't know what the fuck he was on. I don't know what the okay, fuck so, Lupe was on so, so let me ask when he wrote that song. Let me That's how I feel about Joe Budden when he wrote Who Could Hip Hop. Like, what the fuck was these niggas on? We could do a second no, on that. that. What the fuck was these niggas on when he wrote that? One song. I hate when you go to that song. I what hate song? when you go to kill hip hop. Like, Why? Why? It's a 10 minute song. It's usually 15 the, minutes oh, long. Right. Get it right, nigga. Get it right. It's 15 minutes long. Get it right, nigga. It's 15 it's minutes long. It, it, it literally looked like he looked at the name of every rapper. He had it on a sheet, and he just started Don't writing. Don't do that, man. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that, That's what it felt like to me. Who Killed Hip Hop is a fucking classic. I'm that's, sorry. That's one of Joe Budden's illest songs uh, ever. Let me, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. To me, 10 Minutes was a better song than that. Both of his first album. I don't like 10 Minutes more than Hip Hop. I don't. I, I do. I do. No. I do. Mm-hmm. I never, yo, the songs you go to when you're Joe Budden catalog are the ones that I never <laughs> I go to. I go to three shots. What? Hello, Expectations, Aspire. Say Goodbye. Love, I'm good. <laughs> yo. <laughs> yo, I, but I won't, I won't. Yo, Joe, my favorite rappers, man. I, I make no bones about it, man. Joe, my favorite rappers, man. So three. You can make a case he's the greatest introspective rapper of all time. If you, but you have to put introspective there. You can say that. I have a problem with that. I have a problem with that. But in terms of introspection, the man. A joker rap. So you just put him in an introspective box only. That's it. No, he's dead nice. And listen, in two thousand one, I was arguing he was nice than kiss. On his mixtape run, his first mixtape run, I was like, this yeah. nigga is, who is this nigga? You know what I'm saying? But yeah, Cannabis got them up out of the paint. Did Cannabis get every MC out of the paint on the Tony Touch 50-man freestyle? Yes. <laughs> no, he didn't. You're forgetting Why he didn't? On that. Big L over the Ten Crack Commandments. Ah, uh, Big L over the Ten Yo, Big L got a lot of the DITC niggas out of the paint on that DITC album, though. Neither here nor there. Shout out to OC, though. Man. Just want to salute. Can I salute OC's Time's Up song right quick? Oh, wait a minute. No, no. Love yeah, that Day one. That's the best verse. Day one. Best verse. Day one. Big L. Big L. Big L. It's like, that's it. Big L, man. The price of my life is sky high. I'm a fly guy. 
Sidebar. Did you see Westside Gun working with Diamond D? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, he put that out the other day. I wrote that down. I was like, oh, I was talking about now, this. Let me yeah. ask you something. Let me ask you something. I don't ever hear you talk about Stunt Blunts and Hip Hop, Diamond D's first album. That's a classic album, my nigga. That's a fucking classic. Okay. That's a classic. Sure, because I remember Lil Finesse, Lil Finesse, Lil Finesse, um, um, I wasn't able to Lil Finesse album I had, it was a black cassette tape I had it on, man. Wait a minute, Diamond D's album was better than Lil Finesse's album. It was, it was, it was. was. You know what I like too, man? Ed O.G. the Bulldogs, heavy, heavy, heavy. I gotta have it. my nigga, what stop playing you, with me, man. What, what Love do comes and goes. A song like "Be a, Be a Father to Your Child." What what, what box does you it. put that song in? Do you consider it that should be in the same box as Dear Mama? It should be in the same box uh-huh. as Dear Mama, but it's not. But it should be. <laughs> but it should be right. Why? Yeah, but it's not? not. But it should be. Why is it not? And that's the thing. Because of, because thing. of the messenger. No My favorite word: no, the messenger. This is no. This is no disrespect, but. A lot of the stuff that people love, Pac rappers were doing before him. Careful. Remember the he the came from the conscious era. Careful, he, he came from the conscious era. Ed O.G. being hey. father to a child was a great fucking song, man. That song yep. is a song that comes out today. It resonates just like Dear Mama means yep. anything. How about being father yep. to a child? Does that not resonate? Yep. This be yep. a father to your child, not get the same exact love as their mama because it's just as powerful and impactful. To me, yep. why not to somebody me else? To me. I, like, come on, man. I didn't like Bugaboo too much, bro. Neither handle that. I didn't like Bugaboo. Did you, like, did you like Come Do Me by the Genius, his new Jack Swing song? No. I didn't like the Riz as Prince Raheem. Nope. Sorry. Nah, man. Nah. No. When you first no, heard, no, no. did you know the Jizza? When you first heard the Wu Tang Clan together, were you like, yo, no, not at first, not at first. No, not so at first. I'm not gonna lie. I said it. Let me tell you, I had the Jizza's album, the Come Do Me album. So I was, Jesus. I was listening to it. So when. Wu Tang Clan came out. I was like, yo, who's the Chisel Vama with these unknown yo. niggas I ain't never heard of before? What are we That's doing for MC? We're going to put him in the category. What positive Kane? MC was what Kane was morphing into. Kane tried to go and positive the K. Let's be real. Positive K tried to jack off Kane a little bit. Pause. Let's just keep it tall. Kane? You think he tried to jack off Kane? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Positive K, um, Father and C. I bought Father and C's album. I ain't gonna lie. And I saw that nigga at Apollo. I'm lying. I saw that nigga at Apollo. My cousin took me to see at Apollo. How y'all get there? How y'all get there? Huh? How'd y'all get there? The train, nigga. The train. Ah, nigga, eight and one two fifth. Mm-hmm. Walking the train, one two fifth, my nigga. Yeah. I was happy first time I ever went to a show. No, I think I seen Biz Marquee at an um, outdoor show first. That's the first show I ever seen. That was an outdoor shit in Brooklyn. Just, just, just rhyming with the Biz, Kane or Biz. Kane wrote for Biz, so I'm giving Kane all credit. How about that? Oh, jeez, that's what we doing now. Yeah, I gotta get Kane that. Yeah. 
Anything yeah. goes when it comes to hoes because pimping ain't easy. Cane or nice and smooth? Cane. Cane. I ain't gonna hold you, Kane. Wow. Who had the best verse? Who had the best verse on Skins? On Mecca and the Soul Brother. Oh, Grand Pooba. So let me say by this far. right now. Pooba by far. Why? Okay. So so why? That's what kills me. Why did? So let me ask you something. Between 1990 and 1993, who do you think was the better MC, Grand Pooba or Finesse? Between what year? 1990 to 1993. For me, Pooba. For me. I know niggas would say love finesse, but for me, I'm going Grand Pooba. Because I thought Grand Pooba was the MVP. I thought Grand Pooba was the MVP on Brand Nubians on one fall album. I just thought he was. I thought he was. No shade to Dot X. No no shade to Dot X and Lord Jamal, but, you know. And that same era, Lord Finesse is CL Smooth. See how smooth for me. Damn, I don't want to show Lord Finesse. Era, and, 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 and that same era, Lord Finesse or Buckshot Shorty? Damn, this nigga's making shit on Buckshot or Buckshot Shorty, man. Why are you doing this, Watson? In that same era, Red Man or Lord Finesse? Come on, son. Funk Doc, man. So why? Did Funkmaster Flex say after Kane, after the 80s era, Lord Finesse was the best MC in New York? When yeah, you, just said that. MCs, you just named four MCs you liked better than I like Lord Finesse, though, but he was, the punchline, he was one of the punchline guards. He was a PLKs. You, know you mean? just admitted that Redman, Buckshot Shorty, CL Smooth, and Graham Cooper meant more to you during that run. You did. Literally. Right? All right. We got three minutes here. We also, you and I spoke off air about the contributions. We were talking about MC Ren, how much he held it down on Niggas for Life album, how much credit he doesn't get for that.